Hey guys, how's it going? So I've recently just had a bunch of ideas in my head, but uh, I've been getting kind of overwhelmed. Uh, and so rather than worry about any of that, I thought I would um, just bring them to you here. And they might be a little disorganized, um, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> Usually fear and ego drive the the inability to, um, you know, to just put things out and let people judge as they will. If you hear that purring, that's my cat. Last two days I've had really bad vertigo. Um, yesterday uh, I woke up and it was the room was spinning so bad um, that when I tried to get up and walk to the kitchen to get a glass of water, I had to uh, sit on the ground and, and like scoot on my butt uh, into the kitchen. But anyways, um, I say that because I'm doing this podcast from <laughs> from my bed and my cat happens to be joining me, which is pleasant but um but he is making a little bit of noise um <laughs> okay back back on topic um so about a week ago i got off social media and before i go any farther i want to address the um the more cynical part of your brain and and say that you know in general as humans we want people to do what we're doing right so uh the cynical part of your brain will go well yeah he got off social media and you know, maybe he's a little unsure of his decision, so he wants me to get off social media so that he'll feel better about the fact that he did it and blah, 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 right? And I'm not going to say that, you know, that I'm above that or anything, but for me, um, it, it hasn't been that simple. You know, it really has been a different experience of life. So um, so I want to I wanna just like, I don't know, discuss that a little bit and lay that out for you. The other thing I want to mention is um, not obviously not this episode, but hopefully in the very near future, um, we're going to be uh, changing the podcast uh, and like adding a new format. So what I'm going to do in the future is uh, when I find a great podcast, I'm going to put it in my computer and um, and comment like over it basically. So I'll find something great and, and useful and then um, you know, and then listen to it with you guys and occasionally pause it and, you know, talk about it or whatever. But this would be a really cool way to kind of bring you a lot of the great stuff that I, that I come across and to add a new, um, more relaxed, uh, format to the podcast. Now doing this has required me to spend $1,200 on a, a new computer with a lot of cores or processing tech, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I got it, and now, now we're uh, we're still just working out the kinks. So, the software I've been using to try to uh, record has been giving me issues. So I'm going back and forth with the customer support over there. But other than that, um, yeah, soon soon we'll have a whole new kind of like phase to this podcast, which I'm really excited about. All right, cat, that's enough. You got to go. Okay, so now I want to talk about 1990s Karens and what they got right, and what they got wrong. Uh, okay, so, if you're old enough, if you're around my age or, or older, there was a fear in the 90s when I was growing up um, around video games, and I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but the the fear was that people would play violent video games, and then they would themselves become violent. And so the idea was that we would see the violence, and then, um, you know, violence would just go through the roof, right? But what actually happened? What actually happened was 
People became less violent, but they became much more sedentary. They became people who sat inside, you know what I mean? And spent their life indoors and spent their life kind of um, not engaging with their actual mind and their actual, you know, life, you know what I mean? So there was a huge cost in, in a lot of hopelessness and, um, you know, there's a lot of damage and pain that has come from video games, but it was entirely separate from what we thought it would be. And so think about that. Why would that happen? How would we get that wrong? Like so wrong. The reason we got it wrong was because we overvalued the power of the content and we drastically undervalued the power of the format. I recently finished a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death. It came out, I think it came out in the late 80s, and it basically talked about how television was going to change uh, the way that we understood all of life. And um, somewhere in there, he mentioned that the content of a lesson is the least important aspect of what we consume. Meaning, like, if you're in a classroom being taught something, the heavy hitters, like the, the real meat of what you're taking in is the setting and what the setting implies to you about what learning is and how you do it and how it works and how life works. But the actual content of the lesson is not insignificant, but it's not the majority. And the same was true with video games. The format, meaning the form, the practice, was more powerful than the content. People did not experience the content and become violent. They participated in the format, in the form, in the habit, and became what that habit creates. In light of the video game example, if you think about how powerful the form of where your time is spent, how much that impacts what the future becomes, that more than arguing one side or the other on social media, the fact that you're on there has a bigger impact on your future than what you would say or take in on there. And anyway, now I just want to get into a little bit of my personal experience getting off. So when I deleted uh, Facebook and Instagram, which are the two I deleted because they were the two that I actually, um, they're the two that actually, you know, are really like, had a huge like pull on me. I really like Elon and admire his courage and so I've kept my Twitter for that reason. But the other main reason, although I find it, uh, you know, very aggressive and, and that kind of thing, which is which has its upsides, right? It's also um, it's also the place where stories break and it's the place where, you know, really hard conversations happen and stuff. And I, I really admire the, a lot of the courage that's that's happening there. But um, yeah, I guess the biggest personal reason I've kept it uh, is one to to support Elon and what he's done to it. The second reason is that it, for whatever reason, doesn't, it's just not that addicting to me. Let me go check, actually, while I'm recording. I want to see what my um, screen time over there is. Let's see. How do you find your screen time again? Screen time. I'm doing this because people, sometimes I would see people talk about how they're not on social media anymore. <laughs> and then... And then you get the feeling that they're just lying because it's like a thing to get like a certain kind of status with a certain kind of person or something like that. So I thought maybe if I could actually look at my screen time, it would, it would, 
show that I really am actually not addicted to it. But you know what? I can't figure it out. It does have the screen time here, but it doesn't show. I thought it would show app by app, but I guess it doesn't. Anyway, enough of that. Um, yeah, so it's just not that addicting to me. But So the first night when I was deleting them, I had this like intense fear. Ugh. It's like intense fear that I was, I don't know, losing something that I've spent all these years investing in or something like that. But some part of me, you know how when you like read a book or I don't know, go to the gym or something, when you leave, there's some like quiet part of your soul that was like, yes, you definitely should have done that. It's so good you did that. You know what I mean? But it's like this very quiet thing. So yeah, so when I deleted them, I definitely had that experience where it was like, I don't know, it was scary in the short term, but I also had this like quiet voice that was like, no, this is definitely right, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, it was scary deleting them. And then the next day, immediate, almost immediately, I started noticing, um, some really interesting details. Like, you know how when you get a good idea and you can't, you can't really tell where it comes from. It just seems to emerge out of the mess of all your other thoughts or whatever. <laughs> so the ne the next day I just felt like, you know what, I should really go see my extended family. Like they live like 30 minutes from me and I never go see them. And I just, yeah, I should just, like, bring them, like, food or donuts or something and just one by one go see all of them and visit all of them. And so I don't know why that didn't occur to me a long time ago, but it just didn't. And so that spontaneous thought uh, was kind of interesting that as soon as social media was not there, I thought, you know, I have loved ones that I don't go see. I should go see them. Haven't done it yet, but I, I do want to do that. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I also noticed just that all my experiences with people that I really love felt different. It felt like I was like off the grid, you know, just, I don't know. They just felt richer, I guess, richness, uh, increase of like density of meaning or something. Um, yeah, it just felt more full. Um and I thought that was interesting, you know? It's a little embarrassing, too, you know? Like, the difference that I've felt since I've been off is embarrassing because it implies that... It just implies... It shows how much... Uh, I don't know, how much it was gripping me, I guess, you know? And so the other day I went to see my brother and his wife and his kids and... I don't know, the experience was just so sweet, but it was just so, I don't know, there, it was just richer than it had been prior to that. What is that? Oh, that's a car. And so that was beautiful, you know? And so, um, okay, the next thing. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Today has been, today's been one of those days. You know how when you, if you get sick or something, you just feel you're like reminded of how vulnerable you are as a human being. <laughs> and then that that's like, that's just how I've been feeling. So it doesn't make for great content creation necessarily, because I think sometimes the best uh, mode of making stuff is when you feel, you know, at the top of your game and all like sharp and everything. And that's not where I'm at right now. So, <laughs> but whatever. Um, 
Yeah, so an increase of richness of daily activities in way... Yeah, so that was huge, right? I have so much time. That was the other immediate thing that I noticed. Like, I have so much time. Like, I don't know. If there's some, like, 500-page book on, like, Benjamin Franklin or something, I not only feel like, yeah, I could definitely read that. Like, I like feel like I have time now. I never felt like I had time. And so I have so much time. And it's a good feeling. Um, the next huge thing is that I feel a huge increase in agency. And what I mean by that is, I feel like I could sit down right now and read that book about Benjamin Franklin for two hours and be like, yeah, that, yeah, I could do that. It just seems infinitely more reasonable to me that I could, that I have more control over my own decisions. I, I feel so much more empowered to change what my future becomes. And yeah, I just feel like going to the gym, any any of those like things that are like a little hard, but you know, you'd be proud, like, they just seem easier. And this is a huge driver. This might be the number one driver as to why I got off social media. I got so addicted at certain points that I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Like I felt like my limbs had been weighted. And I just felt like sick. And I don't know if you know, like, what I mean, but I don't know. I just felt, yeah, I just felt sick. And I would have to, like, stimulate my eyes with some kind of visual, you know, colors or screen or whatever to, like, have the capacity to, like, stand up and walk out of bed. And then I would have to, like, keep the drip going, like, all day to just, like, get through and... I don't know, I just felt so, like, helpless, I guess. I started to feel like, I don't know, I felt like I was losing the ability to decide things for myself. Like, every small thing became so much harder. And it just started to feel, like, straight up, like I was just hyper, like, addicted, you know? And so if you feel that way, this is for you, you know, this isn't, if you don't feel that way, by the way, I won't judge, you know, I, I genuinely, like, I have no idea what it's like to live one day inside your head. You know what I mean? I really don't. So I don't, I don't know what it's like to be you. Um, but if you do have that sick feeling where you've just scrolled for like an hour or a couple hours or something, and you just have this, like, your brain feels like it's just sparking from like all the meaningless stuff you just took in and again the loss of that or the the danger of that is not that you you know used an hour not being productive i'm not saying you have to be productive all of the time it's that the sick that like sick feeling made me feel like everything any power i had over my own story and how it was going to play out was like diminishing. Like I felt like I was training myself into being hopeless. Um, this is a, a 
not where I was going to go, but uh, I was listening to Huberman not too long ago, and he had some other guy on there, some expert. And this other guy's name was Paul Conti, and Paul Conti laid out a definition for mental health. And he said health, in his view, mental health, is agency and gratitude, the sense that you have control over your own actions and gratitude for life. And so that just like clicked for me. That was like a switch in my head that was like, this makes perfect sense as to why social media is really making me feel sick because it is ruining my capacity for gratitude. I I have no capacity to feel grateful for my life and I am losing the capacity to feel like I have any say over it. I feel like I'm just a battery for my screen. Like I feel sick. So agency, mental health is agency and gratitude. Um, so now I want to talk about, sorry if this is all over the place. Like I said, I've had one of those, I just had a rough day. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> I'm not at the top of my game. Um, Anyways, you guys don't care. Let me keep moving. So let me talk about the process of getting off. And I want to talk about it in a really incremental way in case you're not sure. Just to see, you know, just to see what you can see, right? Um, so this is maybe not the order you would do it, but this is the order that I did it. I bought a phone called the Light Phone. And it is a non-smartphone that can still do, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. And so I've been going between that and my iPhone, uh, but the days where I would leave my iPhone at home, I would feel so in my head. I would find that I was laughing more at the jokes within podcasts that I was like grooving more with the songs I was listening to. Like everything was richer. And so that's like pretty profound. Um, the second thing I did, now this is where I would probably start if I was if I was you. What I did with Instagram is before deleting it, I went and I unfollowed every single person so I was following zero people. This meant that when I clicked on Instagram compulsively, as I did every other day, the feed was completely empty. There was nothing there. Now, this turns Instagram basically into a browser, right? Because you can still see whatever you want to see, but you just got to click the button and type it in and, you know, look it up. And so if you're not sure if you want to get off social media, but you feel like it might be kind of ruining your happiness, you know, and your your contentment, I would definitely encourage unfollow every single person, not most, all, every single person. So that the feed, when you click on it compulsively, is empty. And then just see for like a week, like just see, is there 30 people that every single day you type in their name every day and you just got to see what they're up to? Like, are you really as interested in it as you think you are? Because what I found was that when I unfollowed everyone, one of the only people I wanted to check in on was this professional skateboarder named Felipe Moda, who's like a up and coming like skateboarding star or whatever that I've been watching in contests. And I would want to like see what tricks he was putting up or whatever. Uh, and that was it. Like other than that, like I was amazed by how little I wanted to 
see all the stuff that was normally in the feed. I just, as soon as it wasn't there immediately, it held no interest for me. And so that was, that was telling, um, that I wanted the compulsive distraction. And as soon as I had to click one button to look up the name and then a few letters to pull up the person's profile, I was no longer interested. (laughs) That was too far. And, uh, so that was, that was pretty telling that I actually didn't really care about what I was seeing there. Um, so yeah, so that was a big detail. Um, what was the next thing I was going to say? So, oh, this is another detail, which this is just another idea if if you're considering it, but you're not sure. So I went on YouTube and I just watched a video of someone who told their story of getting off social media and I watched the whole thing and it was really good. And I liked the video, you know, uh, press like or whatever. And then because I pressed like YouTube's algorithm started feeding me those videos every day. So every day I would go on YouTube and there would be some other random person saying, I've been off social media for a year and here's what it was like for me, you know? And they're all really nice. Um, but the more, yeah, the more I watched them, the more I just felt like these are my people, you know what I mean? And so I would recommend that, like, go watch a couple of YouTube videos of people who have gotten off for like a year or something and just see, because I don't know what it's like to be you, you know? But just see, like, does it feel like those are your kind of people? Like, the more I watched them, and I watched a lot of them, just every time I saw one, I thought, you know what, this is my, I'm, this is my kind of person. Like, I click with this way of thinking. This is very much, um, you know, this is, this is very much my kind of thing. So that was a huge blessing to hear their stories. Um, I guess lastly, I looked back, this is the last detail, I guess, and then, and then I'll, I'll close this out. The last reason is that I looked back on, you know, the past handful of years or whatever, and the things I'm proud of are the podcast I've done and the articles I've written and, and you know, the music I wrote or whatever. The things which took a little bit of effort are, are the things that I'm proud of. And when I look back over 10 years of all the hours uh, spent on all the platforms, I don't find much of worthy of remark, you know? There's just not a lot... There's not a lot to be really um, proud of, you know? It was just kind of unremarkable. And so I don't want to spend another 10 years having no time, I feeling every day like I have no time, you know, for anything which I would, you know, actually, which I actually value. And worse, even if I did have an hour, I knew implicitly that I had no willpower and no energy to accomplish any of it. So what was the point of even having time anyway? You got no willpower. And then to know that if I look back on the next, you know, 10 years from now, if I look back on, on, on the past 10 years, the way that I do today on the past 10 years, that I would not be proud of the, this time I spent, you know? You don't have to be 100% productive all the time. I don't think that's actually that enjoyable of life. Uh, 
maybe it is, um, depending on how excited you are about what you're working on. So I don't know, maybe it is. But that's not my point. My point is like, do you remember a version of yourself before all that? Like, do you remember reading a book and like liking it and like having your whole brain right there in the story and being like wrapped in the book? Like, do you remember buying music and like opening the book and seeing what studio it was recorded at and thinking about what other bands you knew that had recorded at that studio and wondering about what the producer's name was, why you hadn't heard it before, what label it was on. Like, do you remember like caring about details of everything because you had the energy, because you had the slowness of pace, because your brain could be in one place at one time? Like, I got to a point where I couldn't watch a movie. Like, I just couldn't. I couldn't watch a movie. I'd watch like the opening like 10 or 15 minutes and be like, oh man, it's so slow. You know what I mean? And if I want to write, if I want to, you know, create things, but I can't even take in things, like how am I supposed to write a book one day if I don't have the patience to read a book? (laughs) You know what I mean? And again, not that everyone has to, you know, think like that. But like, do you remember having a mind that felt like it was whole, like that you could just like, like something and not feel like you lived in a glass house of the current status of the discourse on that thing. Like, it's so weird, the way that our brain has been changed by it. And again, you've heard all this stuff a million times before. But in closing, If you feel that sick feeling and you want to know uh, what it would be like to leave it, but you don't want to go all the way just yet, I would do two things. Watch people's stories on YouTube, like the first one so that it will keep giving you more, and see if if that makes you feel more or less uh, in tune with the people sharing their stories. And second, if you're on Instagram, Uh, unfollow 100% of the people so that the feed is empty, but that you can still see everything you're accustomed to wanting to see and see how much you actually want to go look up and how much you only cared about because it was there without you having to think at all. Again, the goal is not to have a superiority complex and look down my nose or our noses. The goal is to feel like our brain is at one place, at one time, to fill in those gaps. This is the last thing. Actually, yeah, this is the last thing. So it started to, since I've been off one week, it's disrupted my sleep schedule a little bit. It's just, yeah, it's just made it a little, it's just disrupted my like sleep, you know, cycle or whatever. And on one hand, I don't want to scare you away or whatever, you know, from trying it because of that. But for me, it had the opposite effect. When I realized that Facebook, something as stupid as Facebook, was interrupting the way that my body understands sleeping, the more determined I was to get it out of my life. So again, feeling, being able to feel enjoyment, like being able to feel like present and unironically like excited about something that you're experiencing is the goal. And this has been a 
a step in the right direction for me. And um, I hope that something said here um, is a blessing for you. And uh, yeah, um, whatever your thoughts, I'd love to hear them. Uh, I'm obviously not on these <laughs> platforms anymore, but I'm going to throw my email in the description. If you have any comments or thoughts or questions or whatever else, I would love to hear from you. So anyway, thank you for your time and attention. And uh, yeah, I'll be back with you soon with a brand new format, a better mic, and uh, hopefully a more organized mind. <laughs> All right, guys.